Hi, Filmatics. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we have a great show for you. We have award-winning actor, producer, writer, director, Kelly Price, who is known best for his roles as Chris Abelly, I hope I said that right, and Warner Brothers hit film, The Click, and Zach in the E! Exclamation point, awesomeness TV musical series, Side Effects, and his award, My Film Reboot Camp, recently won the Audience Award at the Austin Film Festival. So let's welcome Kelly Price to the show. Hey guys. <laughs> Hi Kelly. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the show today. I want to know, um, where are you uh, recording live with me today? I'm recording live from Los Angeles, California. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so happy to have you. And so happy here. Thanks yeah. for having me. You've been really, really busy. Lots of stuff. So uh, I want to ask you my favorite question, as everyone knows. What is one of your um, favorite films that you liked as a kid? Yeah, I have so many favorite films as a kid, so I might give you a few. But one of them comes to mind, A River Runs Through It. It was directed by Robert Redford. Brad Pitt was in it. And it was just a, a really special film to my brother and I growing up because it was about two brothers and uh, you know, one of them gets killed. And uh, so, yeah, it, it was just, it, it was uh, kind of, it hit home for me and, uh, and Robert Redford as a director, just um, he really highlighted um, those family struggles and, and, uh, and specifically with two brothers, cause he did it again in ordinary people with, um, you know, uh, Timothy Hutton's character was dealing with the loss of his brother who, who died in a, a, like a, a fishing boat accident and, um, on the water. So, and, and my brother and I grew up fishing, we grew up surfing, we grew up, all that stuff. So Robert Redford's film specifically really hit home for me growing up. And then, uh, of course, we liked films like Cool Runnings that was just, you know, just so much fun. And um, and you need I a just, fun one after that heavy hitter. <laughs> I know, right? Like, yeah, I, I had to go to to a comedy after that. But uh, yeah, that uh, cool running's just like that scene where he names the bobsled, and he's like, uh, "What are you gonna name the sled?" And he's like, "Tallulah." And the other guy's like, "What kind of name is that?" And he's like, "It's my mother's name." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, Tallulah, nice, nice name." <laughs> but you're riding on your mom's sled. I don't know if that's okay. <laughs> I know. Like, uh, comedy. <laughs> so, yeah. So those are a few of my favorite movies growing up. Okay, great. Great. Yeah. And so, um, is your, you know, uh, so what I'm going to ask you, like, I, I love the Criterion Collection, you know, especially as a filmmaker or artist, you like to watch the masters. Is there a, a favorite Criterion Collection that might have inspired you to your career path? Definitely. Um, Francis Ford Coppola's uh, The Godfather uh, was, uh, <laughs> was definitely a collection that inspired me. I mean, I, I, grew up in New York and, uh, um, you know, uh, films like that, that took place in New York that, uh, reminded me of family members, friends, uh, you know, just people that I saw in, in the neighborhood, uh, that talked that way, that act that way. Um, I had friends that were Italian from Italian families. And so the Godfather really resonated with me like that. And also I just thought, 
it was like just really kind of fun and cool and just different. And, um, and uh, Francis Ford Coppola's take on it was just really, really cool. And I, again, it, it, it was just like, it was so real to me. So I just, I really resonated with it. Yeah, and you're talking to Italian here. So, uh, and my mom, my mom's uh, brother in Naples, Italy, they have all those, well, they used to have, before COVID, they would have all the guys sitting outside um, in the streets playing poker and chess and drinking espresso and they wear the hats. And so uh, he was kind of considered the, uh, the dom of the town. So you gotta respect you, you gotta respect those people. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so yeah. when you see that, yeah. But until the horse scene, the horse scene scared me. So I wanna ask you, you know, you're you know actor, you're writer, director, producer. So is there a, a director? I know we all have a lot, but is there one one that's like a favorite that you wanna share? Yeah, I mean I, I just definitely um talked about it. a couple of my favorite directors. Gus Van Sant is another one. Um, I, I love many of his films. I mean, Goodwill Hunting is one of them. Um, and he had this other film that was really intense. Um, I'm blanking out on the name. I want to say it's something like Animal. I, I can't remember it right now, but it was, it, it was, again, just something that we were dealing with as a nation at that time. I think it was right around the Columbine shootings in Colorado. Mm -hmm. So let me just see if we get Kelly back. We just had some um, Wi-Fi issues. Let me see. Um, yeah, yeah, we have Kelly back. So Kelly was talking about Gus Van Saint. Um, I think he said that he's peeking oh, to see, so to, he's going to Google uh, the Gus Van Saint movie probably. <laughs> so we have you back. It's like live recording Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, and, and my dog is like, like freaking out downstairs. I don't know. Come upstairs, Buster. Oh, what kind you of know, dog do you have? A Chihuahua Spaniel. A tent to Chihuahua Spaniel. Well, that's an interesting look <laughs> or combo. I, he's really cute. If he comes up here, he'll he'll get some screen time. Okay. What's his name? His name is Buster. Oh, oh, you said Buster. Did I even pay attention? <laughs> oh, because I'm I thought you were saying, come here, Buster, like you're in trouble. Like that was thought. That oh, thought uh, yeah, so that's how you write it. I'm dyslexic. So I was just like, oh. Oh, it's called Elephant. I said Animal. I was close. The movie's called Elephant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's the beauty of technology. You can film, record, and, and get the answer real quick with no one noticing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we do it like that on the slide. <laughs> hey, our audience is great. They they love us with Wi-Fi uh, in and out and some gerbil tunnel tunnel noise. So you know, until we can record in live studios again, this is the best we can give them. <laughs> yeah, this is the best we can do. We got dogs crying, barking. You know, <laughs> and we have an amazing guest, Kelly Price. So. Uh Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and so, um, so yeah, that's an amazing film. You're talking about the film Elephant, which was the time of like those Columbine shootings of yeah. kids. So yeah. almost the parents are probably great to have happy their kids are inside, but the kids are also depressed, is what I heard. A lot of kids are very, very depressed, and I've been doing my best with Enchanting Book Readings, the podcast, to try to. Um, you know, make them happy and cheer them up. But I did hear that they're even committing suicide, these kids. And so um, when you talk about this kind of film, 
you know, it's nice that you, they can shed some light and maybe hopefully, you know, save some kids from being shot at school, which I don't understand. Is that like a form of bullying? So, so art, like you said, directors like that are making great films that they can, you know, shed a, a spotlight on intense subjects and hopefully people will be nicer, I guess, or. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, as a filmmaker myself, that's the reason why I got interested in, in, the, in filmmaking in general. I mean, my first film was uh, a film to essentially help people and people in sports dealing with discrimination because I, I saw based on, it was an ode to my great grandfather because he was an immigrant Jew in the 1930s, wasn't able to compete in the Olympics because of who he was. And so he skated his entire life. He was a speed skater, but he wasn't able to reach the pinnacle of his sport and compete in the Olympics. And I was like, wow, that sucks. But I bet that's happening still today. And, uh, and it, and it was, I mean, in every other profession, you look at, uh, filmmaking, you look at acting, you look at, um, you know, in, in, in the arts, people can be who they are and, and not have to hide who they are. But in sports, really, that wasn't the case. And I started to see that that people with different religious uh, views, people um, with different, uh, you know, uh, sexual orientation, uh, countries of origin, people were having to kind of hide who they are in a way. And we had the first athletes that came out in 2013. Like we had athletes before that that came out, but it really wasn't to the extent that it happened in 2013. So why did it take so long? Because ownership and fans maybe weren't as accepting and they just wanted to see athletes kick a soccer ball or, or whatever, which I understand, you know, people might want to tune into sports just to watch the sport, but we have to also understand that there are people behind it that are, you know, uh, that are human and have all kinds of, of uh, feelings and stuff like that. And, and, um, and when we allow them to be who they are or, or when they're not afraid to be who they are, just, it, it makes, um, the playing field and, it, and the world a better place. Um, because we, we understand a bit more and, and, uh, and we can all connect with being discriminated against. So that's, that's, uh, a little bit about the film that I just did, but it's again, back to your question is, yeah, I, I think it's, it's really important um, to highlight things like that in film because I think that's what film's about. It's about showing like, like what Francis Ford Coppola did with The Godfather, showing that specific, um, you know, that family and, and that part of the world. Like, I don't think a lot of people knew about like new Italian New Yorkers before that movie. And I think like a lot of people you still, um, see and hear today like imitating uh people in the godfather when they're talking about italians because that's their you know that's what they know as italian new yorkers so i i think it's really important to highlight um certain people and areas and and groups um like spike lee has done and and yeah so yeah and and can you share like because you're a director can you share um a favorite directing scene from a movie and because we love learning about uh, directing and are we like talking about our favorite directing shots for movies. Do you have any that you can share with us? Quentin Tarantino's scene in Reservoir Dogs when Michael uh, Marsden's getting his ear uh, 
uh, no, Michael Marsden's cutting the guy's ear, ear off, um, is, oh my God. I mean, when I saw that, <laughs> when I saw that scene, it was like, I had seen, I had never seen anything like it. Never in my life had I seen a scene like that. And then the song, I don't know why I came here tonight is playing and he's dancing and he's cutting the guy's ear off. I mean, come on. That's, that's. I mean, Quentin, he's like, oh my God. Yeah. It's just, and he was a video. He worked in a video store. Everything is possible. Dream it, believe it, achieve it. And, uh, you know, you know, I love learning about directing because I had to do sh- um, my short films and, uh, you know, I just had to do them myself. All my friends are directing and they're like, you just go direct them. You're like, sure, sure, sure. So but it is like when you see someone like that, because it was in a, um, it took place mainly in one kind of place. Right. It, the location and the characters names and the shots. It's just some people are so incredibly talented. It's amazing. Yeah. Reservoir yeah, Dogs. Yeah. Names, yeah, like Mr. Pink and yeah, Mr. Brown. <laughs> How come I get Mr. Pink, right? You know, <laughs> that yeah, film. Yeah. yeah, we love that film. So, speaking of that, let's yeah. see. So, um, so you're from New York. Can you tell us how you started your career path? Yeah, um, so basically, I auditioned for this show called The Naked Brothers Band. I had been at a um a performing arts school. It was my first year, I believe, in you know, performing arts school in high school, and um, and I auditioned for the show called The Naked Brothers Band. Uh, the role was Bobby Love. He was a fake British rocker from San Diego, and uh, he was a fake British rocker. Wrap <laughs> your head around British. that one. Right? I yeah, love it. Good luck wrapping your head around that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> So the role um, was this guy that he was a womanizer. He was a famous rocker, but everybody thought he was British. And um, and then at the end, they find out he's just from San Diego and he puts on the accent just for the girls and stuff. <laughs> it gets oh, extra publicity and fame and, and stuff like that. Oh, I love it. What was the name of that film? Well, that was a show called The Naked Brothers Band. The Naked Brothers Band. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that occurred as Bobby Love, and then they made a movie out of our episodes. And uh, and it's a two-part uh, film called Battle of the Bands. And you can find it on Amazon or, or I'm sure, online somewhere. But, um, but yeah, it's with Nat Wolf and Alex Wolf, And uh, they, they're the, the nice guys, and my band are the... the, the guys the, the villains <laughs> the, the, egos, the guys with the egos <laughs> so, and you play bobby love oh can you give us can you give us a little british accent or fo- fox british accent please Hello, i'm bobby and i love you <laughs> oh wait we need a little bit more a little bit more please our audience let's make sure they heard that girls guy <laughs> that's a line that i had to do in the movie and um and every time <laughs> I like it, we want to just hear it again, right? Everyone, they're, they're saying yes, the guys and girls, and everyone's like, Can you Hello. say that again? I got old ladies and old guys listening. <laughs> Bobby Love, come anyway, on. <laughs> I, I had See, to do he's that mean. line. See how in the movie. Is? He's in character. <laughs> I had to do that line in the movie Hello, I'm Bobby, and I love you. You know what? You're hired. You're hired. You're hired. (laughs) You know what? That's sexy. You know what? That's why he went. He's an award-winning actor, writer, producer. That is so good. And you're you're born where? 
New York. New York. A New Yorker doing an English accent. I love I love it. We love it. Oh, brilliant. Love it. Love Barbie. <laughs> we love it. Everyone, you go check this movie out now to hear more of this. Naked Band. <laughs> uh, that's not the name of it, but sure. <laughs> Naked, what was it? Naked what? Naked. I, I got distracted. It's getting hot in here. It's getting hot in here. Uh, platforms there <laughs> <laughs> it's called the naked brothers band it was a nickelodeon show believe it or not and uh naked brothers band? the naked brothers band the, yeah, the naked. yeah it, was a, it was like a it was a big show on nickelodeon <laughs> show and um and basically it was called that because like i don't it was like a weird story that the brothers had when they used to sing in the bath or something like that and then they called it the naked brothers band Hmm. You sure that's I a know. good show? <laughs> I've gotten this my entire life. People literally say, "Oh, the Naked Brothers Band!" Ha 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 ha. But it's actually a Nickelodeon show, and um, yeah. So anyway, that was my first. Um, that was like my first job. I, I had done this short film right before that called Bug Boy, that I'll never forget because it was literally the first time I was ever on a movie set. It was called Bug Boy, and people think like it was a half man, half bug, but it was not. It was a, a bug boy is another name for a jockey, for a horse jockey. And so I was a young apprentice horse jockey, and um, and I worked with some like high level people on that film. It was Ken Regan, who uh, who was the photographer for the Rolling Stones. Like any Rolling Stones image that you see was basically shot by Ken Regan because he, he toured with the stones and he was like legendary. And he was, um, he was honored at the Oscars, I think like two years ago. Oh, like wow. That. Did he you talk passed, English to he, him? Hey, hey. But he passed. Yeah. He, he passed a few oh. years ago and I still have on my wall, um, because it's the first job I ever did. Uh, this little thing that he wrote, I'm, I'm getting emotional because it's, it's pretty cool. But the, he autographed this like painting for me. It was a Rolling Stones painting, and it and it just said, "Your Bug Boys Rolling Stones," something like that. I have it on my wall. Um, well, well and, if you uh, can show it to uh, us, come on, we're we're recording this. Can you show it to us or no? Oh, it's downstairs. Oh, but <laughs> you would have to walk the computer downstairs. <laughs> yeah, but I'm very sentimental about. That's um, so beautiful. Um, that's really beautiful. About, yeah, about films and, and projects that I've done because um, because it's like it's what I love and I, I view like every project kind of as like a part of my life. So whenever I wrap a film, I get pretty emotional and I like to take objects from the set and and uh, that my character had or T-shirts or sweatshirts or um, yeah, I mean, I, I just got from the movie that I just wrote produced and started with Danny Trejo and Tobin Bell. We just wrapped it like a week ago. And, um, and I, I got a, a samurai sword that I, that I had in the movie. I'm not going to give any, anything away, but, um, I, I have that. Is and it a real one or a prop one? It's a real one. Wow. Samurai sword. That's cool. I, we love the ninjas. Yeah. I love the ninjas. Yep. The kids love I the ninja too. So yeah. Wow. So can you show us the sword? Or is it downstairs too? Um, I, I, it, no, it, it's it's here. I just don't know if I can give anything away. So oh, I'm not gonna... okay, secret, secret, <laughs> secret. Okay, he's gonna have to come back <laughs> on yeah. another show, and then I reveal it. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. 
Yeah. So, um, so you you did uh, Naked Brothers and then Bug oh, yeah. Boy, which is not about a bug because remember that book we had to read in high school about the boy, the metamorphosis, he turns into a cockroach. So I was thinking it was going to be like that too, but it's about a jo a, jo a horse jockey, which sounds incredible. Yeah, I love yeah. that. It was a, a very a very nice film. It was thirty minutes long, and then. Yeah, shortly after that, I went in with my guitar to the Naked Brothers Band uh, Studios. It was Silver Cup Studios in, in Queens, New York. I, I played uh, a song on the guitar, and I did a few scenes of Bobby Love, uh, like I just showed you guys before. And that was it. Um, that those, those were my first roles. And shortly after that, I did uh, The Click, which I played Chris Abley in The Click. And that was big because it was produced by Tyra Banks. It was based on a best New York Times bestselling novel. And um, Bridget Mendler and Vanessa Morano and Elizabeth McLaughlin were, were in it. And then it uh, it got me to L.A. and it's basically started my career. So, and, and what was your character? Were you the nice guy or the bad guy again? In in the click, I was the uh, heartthrob, uh, Chris <laughs> Chris Abley and uh, yeah, he he was uh, the love interest of a uh, Massey Block, uh, the the lead girl, and and uh, she didn't realize that I had a girlfriend, so she was, she was trying to you know uh, hang out, and uh, and then eventually she finds out that I have a girlfriend. It's like this big reveal at the end. But no spoil, can't spoil it if anyone hasn't seen. It. But it's been it's been out for quite a while. So it's on Netflix. Or the last I saw, like a, a few weeks ago, was on Netflix. So um, yeah. Oh, nice. So do you sing in this one too, or no? No, you're no. not a singer. You're just in the click. But um, the click. Yeah. No, I I don't sing in that one. Um, I have another film that's coming out this year uh, called Bart Bagsley and the Garbage Genie, and <laughs> I I actually do <laughs> sing in that. Um, uh, I've got this scene in, in, um, in, in chorus where I have like this, this like this nice, uh, like <laughs> this cool, see, it's like a Mario Lanza type of thing that I do in that film. And, um, so yeah, uh, other films that I've sung in, I think there's been a few, um, now, were you a singer always, or oh, you just had to learn to sing? Side, side effects on uh, Awesomeness TV, and it was on uh, E, on the E Network, too. And, um, and uh, yeah, that was a musical series. So, like, every episode, um, they would give you a famous song that was already out there. Like, we had a Katy Perry song and, and uh, stuff like that. And, and then we would have to uh, record it, you know, a cover of it. And it was usually me and this actress named Lulu Antarixa, who was my girlfriend on the show. We had to do a lot of songs together. So um, she would do like one part and I would do the other part of, of the songs. And uh, it was pretty cool. We did like this, uh, like um, there, was a, there was a Calvin Harris song. There's some good covers on there. Yeah. And did you always know how to sing or did you have to learn to sing? My dad would play music on our deck when I was really little, like Neil Young and Steely Dan. So I would just sing with him. So I was, I've always been singing because I, I just, my dad was always playing music and I just started to hum, hum to the, to the uh, music. And, um, and so it, it would just came naturally. 
and I was really into um, rhythm and uh, and I picked up the drums really quickly. And then I, I started playing guitar. Um, I can play a little bit on piano, just picked it up. I'm, I'm musically inclined because I think um, it was always playing in my house. My dad was always playing old records and he was always playing guitar and singing. And, and my dad's a great singer and he's a, a great musician. So oh, nice. I learned. Yeah, I learned Do you have your guitar? That. Do you want to play us something real quick? My guitar is downstairs. Oh, I downstairs. <laughs> Buster, can you go fetch? Wouldn't it be nice if your dog could bring yeah, your, 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 your little tiny <laughs> chihuahua? Uh, Spaniel mix would bring up the guitar. Yeah. Like uh, my dad taught his Rottweiler to bring him his shoes, his boots, his leash. I have a Husky. I cannot teach her to bring my shoes, my leash, her leash, nothing. But my dad can get his dog to bring him boots, shoes, you name it. You know, are you serious? Yeah. 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 I need to talk to your dad because Buster <laughs> needs to learn some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Or we got to get Beverly Heck. She's the pooch coach. She's a movie star pooch coach. So, yeah, she's she can get that dog to do anything. So. The name sounds so freaking familiar. I think I've met her before. Yeah, she's been on Below Deck. So, yeah. But I'm like, can you get my husky to, you know, help me? Because I can never find her leash, right? When you want to take him out, like, where's your leash? Or the phone. Where's my phone? <laughs> <laughs> right. So let me check the time so that we can see if uh, maybe you can grab your um, guitar and on part two, we'll continue. What do you think? Um, do you want to go downstairs, grab your, your guitar and we'll continue on part two? Um, I guess I could do that. Yeah. I don't know. Come on, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby Lou. Bobby Lou. <laughs> okay, so so end of part one with Kelly Price, and we'll be back for more. And he's gonna have if you stay tuned to part two, he's gonna record, he's gonna give us a little song and guitar. So <laughs> so so come on back for more fun with Film Addicts and uh, Kelly Price. End of part one. <laughs>